Well, hey again, Change Nation, and welcome to the Social Biz Showcase, podcasting proudly from the Kansas City Startup Village. I'm your host, Josh Shookman, and today we're chatting with Clara Brenner. Uh, Clara is the founder and director of Tummel, which is an insanely cool program focused on urban innovation. Uh, this is near and dear to my heart uh, because I've, I've spoken here before about a program I did right out of high school called City Year, an AmeriCorps program that was really focused on urban innovation as well. We were in the city of Cleveland and focused around a lot of different projects there that were aimed at really revitalizing the city and just part of a lot of, of really awesome projects. And I really got a, a heart and kind of got my fire lit for that that type of work uh, starting there in 2003 and I've continued that ever since so really excited to chat about what Claire and them have going on uh, with Tummel. Just a quick bit about Tummel. Uh, it's an urban venture accelerator with a mission to empower urban impact entrepreneurs. It's actually a term Claire and her team coined so I love that urban in impact entrepreneurs. Um, it empowers them to solve urban problems. They use a hand-on approach and Tummel provides entrepreneurs with the tools to help scale their impact and enhance quality of life in cities everywhere. They've supported such awesome, awesome companies as Hitch, which is a multi-ride share solution, and Kansas City's very own Neighbor.ly, or Neighborly, um, which is a way for neighbors to invest in the people and projects they care about. Um, it's actually an organization I'll be chatting about here in just a few days as well on the site. So really small world, really interesting how, how things come together like that. But Clara, I've chatted just a little bit about you and, and your organization. Um, why don't you start us off by just saying hey and, and talk to us a, a bit about you personally and, and how you came to Tumble. What, what inspired you to do this work? Sure. Um, so as you mentioned, we're an urban ventures accelerator. You know, we, have, we are a nonprofit. We have the mission to empower entrepreneurs to solve community problems in cities. And the idea for Tumble really came out of my experience and the experience of my co-founder, Julie, um, you know, in places we used to work. So I used to work at a company called Fundrise, which is a startup. They're basically a crowdfunding platform uh, or crowd investing platform that allows members of the community to invest in local real estate. Um, and Julie worked for a company called Revolution Foods out in Oakland um, that really uh, provided healthy school meals. Um, and we both just loved our experiences with these companies. We thought they were having a huge impact in all of the communities in which they were operating. Um, and the really cool thing about them is they were both scaling really rapidly. So they weren't just operating in one community, but they, you know, over the course of a relatively short amount of time had exploded into operation in cities across the U.S., and, you know, this is pretty unusual for sort of more traditional community organizations to have that kind of scope and scale. Um, so we kind of came together, you know, we, we knew these companies had something in common, but we didn't necessarily have the language to be able to articulate what it was. Um, so we kind of came together, we developed the language around urban impact entrepreneurship, which basically describes startups that are developing consumer or business facing products or services that solve community problems in cities. And then our next step was really to kind of document the space, you know, who is working in this space? What are they doing? Like, what problems are they looking to solve? And frankly, you know, why aren't we seeing more of these companies out there if, you know, they really are having this huge impact um, and, you know, having such, such a huge scale, let's say. Um, so we ended up doing this study while we were still at graduate school together and uh, found that there are a couple of challenges that are really unique to entrepreneurs working to solve urban problems. The first is that they're about half as likely as their more traditional peers to secure seed funding. Um, and that's a huge gap. 
And a lot of it seems to have to do with the fact that many of them working are working on like a physical product or service. Um, so like a, you know, ride sharing service, as you mentioned, um, you know, pulling together a fleet of vehicles is, is a lot more challenging, let's say, than the working on an app in your basement in terms of scale. Um, or, you know, they're working on something in the new economy space, in which case more institutional investors really want to see that these companies have a lot of traction before they're going to take a risk on them. And so basically that means these companies have, you know, a, a lot longer of a runway and they have a much more capital intensive runway often. Um, and the other challenge we really see for these companies is that many of them um, really want to connect with civic and government leaders in a way that more traditional entrepreneurs don't. So like, you know, a bike share would need public space permits or, you know, many of these, uh, you know, ride sharing apps that you hear about are facing a lot of regulatory pushback, let's say. Um, and that's really tough. And entrepreneurs aren't usually um, well equipped to deal with bureaucracy and, you know, just once once you figure out how to operate in San Francisco, let's say, just going across the bridge to Oakland is like starting again because it's a whole new set of rules and a whole new set of rule makers uh, and players. And so that's really tough. And so, um, you know, we knew that there were these challenges out there. We loved these types of companies and wanted to see more of them making a positive community impact. So when we graduated, we decided to start Tumble and really focus on those two challenges and try and, you know, and fix them. Got it. Well, I, I love several things you've mentioned there, but it especially resonated with me that this was a, a graduate school project because that's very much what I'm up to here. I'm finishing grad school in social entrepreneurship, and, and that's a part of, of, of how these podcasts started. So I, I love that connection, and I think that's so important and, and something I encourage my students to do. I'm a teaching assistant here, is to take projects that they do in school and think about how they can apply them outside. So I love that you're, you're living proof of that. So great, great stuff. Well, well that's that's a really, really great insight. And and I think, you know, a lot of what you mentioned there is 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 very big and, and something that we'll see happening a lot. But and I want to unpack that as we go along. But before we do, I, I want to hear just a little bit more about your personal story, Clara. What what inspired you to become an urban innovation, urban impact entrepreneur? What what originally inspired you to go that route? You know, I think I've always been interested in cities and, and how they work and who is ultimately in charge of them in terms of fixing their problems. And, you know, my background is in real estate development. And I, for a long time, thought that that was going to be my, my life um, because I saw how huge an impact developers have in terms of the way in which members of the community experience their city, what their city looks like, how, it, how it's run, um, what resources are available and what kinds of amenities are available. And it wasn't really until I went to school at MIT where I was really exposed to, you know, so many startups and technology. And, and I was really inspired by the way in which people were really looking to make dramatic change using technology. And um, it was there where I tried to kind of, you know, put all of my passions and interests together um, and, and start a company of my own. Terrific. Yeah. And can you tell me more about the name? Oh, the, the name yeah. of Tumble? Uh, sure, it's it's Yiddish. Um, it means a shake-up. You know, we think of ourselves as shaking up city living. Yeah, I, I love that. I Yeah, I didn't. I was trying to find that out, but I, I couldn't track it down. So a shake-up, <laughs> shaking up things. I, <laughs> that's a great mentality. So terrific. Well, yeah, just like I said, I wanted to hear just a little bit more about that story and what, what brought you uh, more in this direction. So let's go ahead and talk then uh, about some of the specifics you mentioned in terms of the structure of Tumble and the, and the organizations. Uh, are there just you know maybe one or two stories that stick out in your head of specific ventures that you could just share with us quickly in terms of how they came to Tumble and how you specifically worked with them and, and, and what they've done since? Sure. Um, so some good examples of companies we've worked with would be like um, 
let's see, maybe a hand up, which is basically a mobile donation platform for the homeless and other neighbors in need. Um, they were one of the first companies we've supported. Um, so they were in our first cohort, which is about a year and a half ago. And they came to us because they had this, you know, fantastic idea, but they didn't necessarily know where to go to get resources or funding to get an idea like this off the ground, just because it's, you know, it's really unusual. It's pretty one of a kind. Um, and they were working with a really, you know, underserved community that isn't usually, you know, the kind of community that, you know, technologies that we see are directed towards. Um, and so they came to us and we put them through our program. So we provided them with seed funding as well as sort of a structured curriculum uh, program that takes about four months and they physically worked out of our offices. Um, and they're now um, out in the world, you know, spreading their, their vision. And they've raised, uh, I think, $850,000 seed round um, from a bunch of technology angels, which is fantastic. Um, and we're really excited to see what they do next. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I was, I was hoping you'd, you'd talk about them because that's one organization that I had heard about in, in several circles. Actually, it was at, at a podcasting conference this last weekend and several people had, had spoken about it. And then I noticed you all had, had supported them as well. So I was really curious to hear more. So I, I'm glad that was the story you, you decided <laughs> yeah. to share. And then generally speaking, you know, when these when these companies come in and, and work with you at Tumble, but a lot of the interviews I do are with for-profit social businesses. Um, a lot of them are also with nonprofit uh, social organizations that might have kind of a hybrid approach or just a traditional nonprofit approach. What kind of approach do you see most of the organizations coming through Tumble taking, um, and how do you see them kind of processing that decision, given that they have a social mission embedded in what they're up to? Sure. I think uh, the, the companies that Tumble has worked with so far are either public benefit corporations like HandUp or, you know, straight up for-profit um, startups. And I think the reason for those choices um, of either being, you know, public benefit corporation, hybrid organization, or potentially even for-profit um, really has to do with the desire to access capital, the kind of capital that, you know, a social entrepreneur would really need to get in order to scale. Um you know, a company like Facebook didn't get as big as it as it is because of uh, you know earned revenue at the beginning. A lot of these startups really need a, a large injection of capital in order to really be able to grow their technologies, build it out, you know, access customers, really um, communicate to the general public the impact that they're looking to have. And so, I think a lot of these startups have chosen business models that really allow them to get the resources they need in order to really spread. Um, to spread their wings and really um, in increase their impact. Got it. And speaking of, of the resources, a lot of my listeners and one of the themed weeks I had kind of focused on accelerators. So I understand that Tumble will actually provide some seed funding in exchange for an equity arrangement. So can you talk about the specifics of that? Sure. So we... Um, will provide investment to some of the companies that go through our program in the form of convertible equity. So it's basically a seed investment, very similar to what you might get from an angel, for example. Um, but, you know, we're a nonprofit. We're looking to be helpful. So our terms, we believe, are really, you know, favorable to the entrepreneur. And the equity is actually held by our nonprofit. So no one that works at Tumble personally benefits from that. It's basically... I guess you could say we've structured it this way for a couple reasons. The first is that, you know, we think these companies really could benefit from, you know, an injection of capital early on so that they can build out a proof of concept and really show that their social impact ideas um, work. Um, 
It's also very helpful in terms of serving as a market signal. A lot of these companies will be looking to raise additional capital in the future and being able to show that they've had, you know, seed investment is a very compelling market signal. Um, and then finally, you know, we're a nonprofit and we're very committed to be a, you know, sustainable organization. And so being able to put our money where our mouth is and really say, you know, we're tying our success to the success of the social impact entrepreneurs that we're looking to support, um, you know, is a way for us to, to hopefully be, you know, around for many years to come and supporting lots of social impact entrepreneurs working on urban problems. Got it. And speaking along those lines, I seem to remember in one of the articles I read that you'd been interviewed for, for a paper, you had talked about the goal of Tummel. Um, you know, it sounds like you, you all have some outside funding now, but the goal of, of Tummel is to also become sustainable through those revenue arrangements. Is that, is that right? That's what we'd like to see. Okay, got it. And how how do you see that taking shape? What, in other words, what uh, what would have to happen before that would take place? Is it a number of organizations you need to link up with, or or then the success of those organizations? How does that how does that look? Yeah, I mean, I think the the way in which um, that would work would be you know having some of our companies be successful, you know, become you know, really large, successful social impact businesses, you know, generating revenue and, and making a big impact. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'd be able to benefit from that as well. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And so you, you've talked a lot about scalability of the organizations that you work with, but what about the scalability of Tummel and, and this kind of an accelerator? How do you see that looking <laughs> in the future? You know, a lot of people ask us, you know, when we're going to open a tumble in their, you know, in their city. Right. <laughs> and you know, from our perspective, it's less about, you know, having offices in lots of cities and more about the geographic reach of our program. So two thirds of our applicant pool comes from outside the Bay Area and we have them physically work out of our offices for about four months at a time. But that's because, you know, we think it's the the most effective way to kind of inject them with a lot of resources and mentorship in a short amount of time and also get them together with entrepreneurs from other parts of the country. You know, entrepreneurs from, you know, I think in our, our last cohort, we had entrepreneurs from Kansas City, from North Carolina, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, you know, getting these folks together who are all looking to solve community problems and, and let them know that they're not alone and that there are people across the U.S. who are thinking about these issues and who care about these issues, we think is, is a really important part of our program. Um, and so, you know, I think at the moment, at least, we're really looking to kind of, you know, continue expanding our geographic reach in terms of where we're sourcing our entrepreneurs, but not necessarily opening up another office. But, you know, at Tummel, the real sign of success is scale. So, you know, we don't really care where you come from. We're, we're more concerned about where you're going. You know, we're not looking to lure entrepreneurs to San Francisco to stay here. You know, if you want to be based in Kansas City, we think that's awesome. But, you know, we will also want to see that you have operations in Austin and Richmond and Washington, D.C. and New York and Atlanta. You know, for us, that's that's what we see as a real marker of success. Okay, got it. And do you find that as these organizations start to scale, as a general rule, are they able to work in the same ways in different cities? Or do you find that, you know, the different needs and structures of cities really vary from place to place, causing them to have to really rethink their organizational structure as they grow? At Tummel, we're really focused on finding companies that are developing solutions that can work in lots of cities. Um, you know, social entrepreneurs, if they're thinking about scale, need to be thinking about a tool that's not so hyper-specific to one community that it can't be tailored to to other places. And I think, you know, cities like to think of themselves as so special and so unique and in many ways they are, but in terms of the problems they're facing of homelessness or waste and resource management or, you know, finding 
good opportunities for their blue collar skilled tradespeople. You know, those are, those are pretty universal. Um, and you know, we, we're really looking for entrepreneurs that are looking to deal with those core issues and, you know, maybe they'll have to be tweaked slightly from community to community. And that's, you know, what we really focus on in our program is, is having our mentors work with our companies to make sure they're prepared for that, but we don't want them, you know, reinventing the wheel in every city they go to. Got it. Well, I, no, I, and I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, it reminds me of, of something when I, I went to school in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul and worked in the nonprofit community a lot there and, and there was a nickname for the Twin Cities called the Land of 10,000 Nonprofits. <laughs> and that was kind of a, a jab in a way because, it, unfortunately, there did tend to be some, some some duplication of efforts and everyone kind of wanted to have their unique flavor, which that can be a good thing. But but I think it is important, especially as social entrepreneurship grows, to think in terms of, of scalability and especially around urban problems because I, I think they're, you're, you're right. And I, that was one of the most inspiring things to me about what you all are up to is that idea of developing a solution in one place and then growing that solution uh, throughout the country. So I, I really love that element of it. And I think that's a, a breath of fresh air in this space. Oh, thanks. Definitely. So, so let's uh, talk, uh, kind of put the spotlight back on, on you and, and Tummel itself here just uh, for a little bit, Clara. So we know that, you know, every entrepreneurial venture, um, starting a startup, especially one that supports startup, is uh, a, quite a journey. So I wonder if you can talk. Uh, at, now, how long have you all been in operation? We've been around for about two years. Okay, got it. So across that two years, what is the the one success story that really sticks out in your mind in terms of, of developing and, and, and creating Tummel itself? I don't know if I could pinpoint one story. Um, you know, I think for us, we when we started Tummel, we had a really clear vision about what we wanted to achieve just in terms of driving resources towards social entrepreneurs that are, you know, developing solutions to community challenges. But we weren't necessarily sure what kinds of companies would show up if we were to create a program like this. You know, at first we were like, oh, maybe we should, you know, designate certain industry verticals that we'll focus on, like mobility or, you know, waste and resource management. Um, and, you know, when we opened our applications for our, our first cohort, we were so surprised by the diversity of the of the entrepreneurs that ended up applying to our program. I mean, I never, ever in a million years could have come up with the idea or could have um, anticipated that we would receive an application from a crowdfunding platform for the homeless mm -hmm. or a common application for preschool or, you know, a blue collar LinkedIn type service. Um, and so just, I think for us, the most sort of surprising and exciting um, learning that we've had since starting Tumble is really seeing, you know, the kind of diversity of solutions that are out there and, you know, how many people really do care about these issues and are coming up with just awesome solutions that, you know, we, we should be paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so we talked about a success. Uh, what about a setback along the way? A setback? Hmm. Um, you know, I think for us, less of a setback and more of a learning lesson. I think when we, <laughs> when we, started in terms of developing our mentorship board, you know, who was, who we were going to be bringing in to provide advice for our companies. I think at first we really focused on, you know, technical experts, um, folks who could really come in and say like, this is what your deck should look like, or this is what you should be doing for your financials, or, you know, this is how you should be thinking about strategic HR. And what we found, um, what, when talking to our companies as they were leaving the program, which is that, um, they were really most excited about engaging with other entrepreneurs, you know, more successful entrepreneurs from the urban impact space. The folks that they enjoyed 
working with the most and who they appreciated the feedback from the most were, you know, like the director of public policy from Airbnb or the director of sales from Yelp or, you know, the founder of Alto Bicycle Share. Um, And they may have been working on the same issues of, you know, a strategic HR or, you know, decks or, you know, financials. But, you know, having that message come from folks who've been in the trenches and have done exactly, you know, what our entrepreneurs are looking to do, um, I think was a real learning lesson. So over time, I think we've really looked to structure our, our mentorship program much more around connecting more successful urban impact entrepreneurs with our, you know, early stage urban impact entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing so openly about that. And I really want to want to highlight this as well, because we haven't landed on this as, as much, um, the mentorship component of, of what you all are up to, which I think is, is so key. I, I share that with my audience and, and everyone I interview really mentions that in, in one way, shape or form, you know, the power of mentors and having a network. And, and, and like you said, a network of people who have kind of been there, done that to some extent is so hugely important, not only for practical advice, but just I, I think in a lot of cases, emotional support along the way too, um, because it can get pretty tough addressing a lot of the issues we're, we're working to address. So yeah, I think that's that's really important. And not to mention in, in San Francisco, you, you have access to what I think would be one of the most incredible networks of of mentors. I mean, we talked about earlier, you know, I wanted to visit San Francisco. Um, a lot of times it's just because as I look at different organizations to interview, it, it seems like everything's out there. Um, so I can only imagine what the connections would be like being right there on the ground with all of those people. So, um, Yeah, you know, there are lots of folks that are excited to lend their help and expertise. It's a really open place. But, you know, not all of our mentors are physically based in San Francisco. We've got mentors in New York and Philadelphia, in Chicago. Um, we really um, – look to provide our companies with resources no matter where they are and who can provide insights, not just about, you know, how things work in San Francisco, but how things work in lots of different communities. Because, you know, if these, if our companies are going to be successful, they need to be really well-versed in, in how things work in municipalities across the U S. And how are you tending to find those mentors? Um, you know, it really varies. Um, some are just folks, I think early on that we were really inspired by, um, and we, you know, approached and said, you know, can you, you know, would you mind lending your expertise? And, um, people were incredibly generous with their time and other folks, um, you know, are just, um, individuals we've encountered along the way, um, here in the Bay area or at conferences. Um, it, it really depends. Got it. Well, and one thing I, I want to highlight here, because this is, has personally been very true for me as well, is you know any time that I've I've reached out for help, for the most part, in the, the social entrepreneurship space, I, I find that as a general rule, we're all very supportive, um, and we've all been involved in projects at one stage or another. And so, people, you know, for, for my project at Social Change Nation, and it sounds like for for Tumble as well, have really come out of the woodwork and in, in support and and helping me along the way, helping me with questions. And so I, I just say that to highlight to to anyone listening. Um, don't be afraid to ask, especially in this community of, of social entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, uh, we've, like I said, we've, we've kind of been in the trenches. We get it. And, and we're, I think, an overall a very helpful bunch. So don't, don't be afraid to ask those questions and to, to try and link up with people who you, you really know can, can help. Um, and I think you'll find them very receptive as a general rule. I think that's definitely true, although I think one thing that social entrepreneurs need to do a better job of is thinking outside of their individual industry vertical or um, even the social space in general. Some of our most effective mentors are not necessarily even working in the social impact space. Um, They may be 
tech, tech investors, they may be technical experts in, their, in a particular field, they may be working in government, um, but a lot of these folks have really valuable insights and, you know, frankly, whether you're working on solving a social problem or, you know, building a dating app, like there's certain, <laughs> there's certain things that you have to do as a business um, in terms of like, you know, actually building your business. And so I think, I think social entrepreneurs should not just look within, you know, their own community, although that is incredibly valuable, but start thinking more strategically about, about other individuals who can let both lend them legitimacy, but also provide them with a lot of really important insights about how do you build a sustainable business. No, that's, that's a, that's a great point. And, and thanks for sharing that. And I, personally, I'm part of a startup community here in Kansas city and out of the 30 startups, most of them are, are tech companies, but the amount of insight I've gotten in terms of, of structuring what I'm up to has been huge. <laughs> Couldn't have, wouldn't have worked without it. So you're exactly right. And thanks. Thanks for for pointing that out because that is really sure. important too. So, great. Well, well, Clara, those are the main questions that I had in terms of Tumble as an organization and a few of the organizations uh, that you've worked with. I want to close out, uh, as I always do, with just a few uh, quick one-off questions that give you the chance just to share a little more in terms of, of resources and your own kind of kind of personal thoughts with my audience. So you ready here? Sure. Okay. Sounds good. So what's one book that we have to read? One book that you have to read. Um, one of my favorite books is um, Age of Gold, <laughs> which is about uh, the gold rush um, out to California. But it, it basically tells the story from the perspective of lots of different individuals from lots of different walks of life. And, you know, I think regardless of where you live, I think it's an incredibly inspiring story about how people with so much ambition um, came to a single place with, you know, a singular vision. And I think it's, I think it's incredibly inspiring. Terrific. Age of gold. Sounds good. Yep. What's a favorite tool you're using right now to grow Tumble? My favorite tool, um, I'd say was probably Zen payroll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a really great tool. I think a lot of startups don't place enough emphasis on, you know, building out some of the sort of like building blocks of a business. And I think Zendesk, or sorry, Zen Payroll um, does a really good job of, of helping startups thinking about sort of like building the basic sort of like payroll systems out, which I know sounds really boring and unsexy, but I promise <laughs> you, if you uh, are running a startup, you will appreciate it. Got it. Great, great stuff. No, I think that's, that's a great point too. You know, a lot of the things that the systems that we put in place that really allow us to, uh, spark the change we want to spark are kind of unsexy, but it just allows us to really organize those things. And it's really important to consider that too. So great stuff. What's a fun thing you turn to when urban innovation gets you down? Uh, urban innovation doesn't get me down, <laughs> but I guess I would say uh, a fun thing that I really like to do um, is go hiking. Uh, there are lots of you know, really great nature trails out here. And um, it's nice to get outside. As much as I love cities, sometimes getting outside of a city is a good thing. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Last one. Uh, the first thing we can all do right now to start changing the world. I think the first thing you can do um, is look to see what innovators are out there and support them. So many folks are looking to solve, you know, both community problems in cities and all different other types of, you know, social impact issues. And, you know, they need help, they need customers and they need guidance. And, you know, looking, um, looking out for these early stage companies, being early adopters is, you know, one of the most positive things you can do. So I would, you know, encourage you to seek them out, you know, check out tumble.org. Um, and you know, there are lots of other resources available, find these folks and, and reach out to them, download their apps, 
use their tools. Um, it's really important that we as a community support other folks who are looking to, to make a social change. Perfect. Terrific stuff. Well, well, Clara, before I close out, I just want to go ahead and give you the last word and, and share with my listeners uh, the best way to get connected with Tummel and, and your work and any other last thoughts you'd like to share with them. Sure. I mean, the best way to get connected is just go to our website, tumml.org, or you can always shoot me an email at clara.tummel.org. Um, we always have an open door policy. We love to have folks stop by or, you know, we're happy to get on the phone with anyone who's noodling an urban impact idea. Um, you know, we're, we're a nonprofit. We're here to be helpful. So, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out. Sounds good. And Change Nation, I, I can second that. I just read about Tummel in, in a magazine article and kind of cold reached out to him and Clara was <laughs> right there right away to chat. So great. Well, well Clara, we just want to thank you today for your generosity with your time and your, your insight and, and sharing both your story and the story of Tummel. Um, I think this, you are, are really starting a, a, a huge trend here um, that I think is a really great trend of, of support for um, really innovative solutions to, to problems we've had for quite a while. So really appreciate what you're up to. Um, we all thank you for, for hopping on the call today and Change Nation. I will catch you on the flip side.